I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is a little different. I get to interview a beautiful girl that I get got to meet through my Raising Confidence course this summer. Her and her family live in Atlanta, Georgia, and she is Paige's age. She's just started her junior year. She's 16, and her family went through my eight-week course, her parents and her and her brother. And I wanted her to come on because I just think she's an exceptional girl and I feel like she has her head right. And I feel like she's a, an, a role model for kids at this age. I'm, I'm more than, I don't want to say the word impressed, but she makes you realize that, you know, when you have your values, like she does, and she knows how to make choices and she is so strong in her values for sure. It was just so fun, a pleasure, eight weeks watching her walk this path with me. And uh, I just wanted to share her magic. And she was willing to share her stories and her experiences. And I'm just so grateful to have her here. And I just want everyone to remember that September 12th is my next session starting. So all the links are in the show notes to sign up. And either email me, ashleygonner at gmail.com or go on my website, ashleygonner.com. There's testimonials. Everything's on the website. So let me know if you have any questions, but we will begin. And without further ado, please welcome Ava Bora to the show. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Oh, it's so fun to, well, now that I've known you for this whole summer and watched you evolve into this beautiful 11th grader started school already, you know, let's go, you know, your mom decided to sign up the family this summer to do it all together. And, you know, your brothers started ninth grade and I think your mom and dad like wanted the family to kind of maybe get on the same page, right? When you go back there and your mom's like, Oh, I have this, I found this, this lady (laughs) and she has this class and I really want the family to do it. What was the selling point to you? And why did you say, yes, mom, that sounds great. Well, I mean, it was definitely very different, but she's kind of been like, we were on the same page a lot. So it was like her kind of explaining, it was like, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, you know, like sure. There's going to be a little bit of homework, but I'll I'll get through it because I feel like it's going to help everybody. So got to do my part type of thing. So, right. So in the, The first week we do the morning routine. And that was, I think, an eye-opener for understanding waking up with a high vibration, happy, start the family on the right track. Did you see 
that week make a difference in your family? Definitely. I mean, my mom was like more into it definitely than anybody. She's the most excited. And me and Wilson were kind of just like, hey, this is kind of like we're in summer. We just started summer. We got some homework to do. But like once we got past it and like that little stubborn part of me and Wilson, like you started really seeing, okay, we're waking up and we're actually having good conversation as a family. And like it wasn't like we would wake up and go to our four corners is what we call it. And they kind of just kind of all talk and like especially when we go to church and stuff we'd always eat afterwards and so like that lunch time that we'd always have became like more important more like social for us too so it was definitely this starting our morning off to everybody in the right idea I guess yeah well I, I just think as a family I mean the the benefit of doing it all together is that you're all like you know the language you're all like on the same page it's not where it's just you doing it and you're like come on mom get your vibration up be happy say your affirmations you know you're all doing it which I think is so powerful and then you invited the whole family to do vision boards the next week and your boyfriend came over so talk about your vision board and how fun that was that was really exciting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've kind of been like looking into because like, I don't know, I was kind of thinking about like all these different type of things that I wanted to do. And then that vision board was just like kind of put it all together. And like the idea that it didn't have to be so small of an idea, like you could broaden like what you want to do. Like it doesn't have to be like so close knit, like just you could go past college, you could do a car, you could do like anything and just put it on your vision board just for something to go out and do. So like seeing my parents kind of have their little camp, my mom loves campers and my dad put it on his too. And like everything, and then me and Brayden definitely had each other on there, but also like stuff that we could do as like dates and stuff. So it was definitely really cool. So fun. Have you manifested anything yet on your vision board? Not yet, because mainly most of my stuff has been so school-based and like how to keep a good mindset type of stuff. So, I mean, definitely the the being organized part, I will say, like I've started to be, other than my room, my room usually is kind of messy, but other than like my like calendar and stuff, like I'm usually pretty organized and getting my stuff done. Um, I haven't been able to do any soccer because of everything going on with um, my ankle and everything. So it's just like... Right now, I'm kind of like getting a low part to get back into that high. So, right. Why don't you talk about, let's go in, let's get off the track right now of the raising confidence and explain since you brought up soccer, what like your life, like you have a boyfriend, you are a soccer player, you know, you're in the ROT, you you have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody about that. One thing that I always talk about, like since you brought up ROTC and everything, like I, um, as a sophomore, which is kind of unheard of, was the XO last year, which is kind of like, I like to explain as like the vice president of the JRTC program at our school. You'd basically do all the work. I mean, our battalion commander had a bunch of family issues and stuff, so he wasn't really around. So I then took on the position of both of the battalion commander, who's the president, and then the XO. So now I'm going to be the battalion commander. It's really cool because Wilson joined it too. So He's, I'm definitely teaching him everything, and it's really cool to be able to be that mentor that I had my freshman year. Soccer, I'm doing pretty good in soccer. I had a nice break from it, 
I definitely got, it definitely got overwhelming and I'm taking a break off of an injury and I'm definitely saying like, I can actually go and enjoy like football games and not have to worry about like, oh, I got soccer the next morning or like I can actually make plans with people who aren't like, are they're busy during certain hours of the weekend, but like I'm not when they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like part of their day is busy but because my whole day isn't busy because of soccer. Like I can kind of more make open. plans with them. Yeah. Right. And then like I realized school work and everything is so much easier to do than having to get into practice and start doing everything. Right. So. What do you think like pressure wise, like in high school now, like in my day, you know, it was like every season, you know, I played soccer, I played basketball, I played softball, like every season was different. We never had like the start at three years old and you'd better not stop. And then you get to, you know, like all you're doing is that one sport because that's what they do now. I mean, that I've watched that with my girls. So like if you don't start, let's say dancing when you're three and you want to start when you're 12, you know, you're pretty much out of luck. What do you feel like? Is there a lot of pressure with kids like your age growing up with, be, you know, finding a sport, committing to it, getting extra help, that kind of stuff? I mean, I would definitely say that because soccer is so big now. Not to talk about it over and over again, but it's just like, it's something that's like you have to put so much time into because you have club and school ball. And sometimes they'll even overlap. So like I enjoy playing basketball when I was younger, just as like a, oh, stay conditioned during the week, the winter because, oh, you didn't have to do anything. Well, I kind of put it aside because of soccer and now trying to like, I would love to go back to it, but I'm so behind compared to everyone else. And like, plus it would take so much time out of soccer even. And so it's just like, it is very more of a, like, you better stick with it and you better put your time into one, focus on one thing. I did have, like, I started track last year and, like, I definitely do love it. Like, it's the ner- and the nerves are, like, some nerves I've never had before. Like, going into a soccer game, I've never had those, like, s- like, it was almost sickening nerves, if that makes sense. I've never experienced that before. And even my coach, he, like, there was so much drama between like my coach and track last year and it was just like I have an opportunity through track I'm not like just doing it for the people or for the fun of it like I can get good opportunities and scholarships from it and everything so it's just it's just like your coach is even influenced and the pressure of that too so right when you think of like a scholarship or you know now you're a junior this is the year that that you got a page was telling me like this is the biggest year mom, like I really need to, you know, she's on the crew team and she wants to go to college and row. And uh, I mean, it's the grades, it's the commitment to the sport, it's the workouts, it's, there's a lot. And it's a lot of weight on this little 16 year old person. How do you go about handling that stress? How do you go about like committing to, are you trying to like go to emailing teacher or colleges and coaches and all that kind of stuff? I'm doing something through a website, so it kind of helps with that, like managing college coaches and everything, but it's more or less like I kind of just, I where my club team goes, like there are college coaches that go there. I'm not necessarily reaching out to them, just kind of playing in front of them, doing our ID camps, which is, I mean, some people don't know what ID camps are. They're basically like you do like a training camp based off of certain you see a coach and you do that training camp and they're like oh okay you'll do this this, and that and they'll watch you play 
So it's something like you could look good to this coach and this coach over here was like, Hey, I need this player. And they'll call and like set something up for you to like get a scholarship from them too. So it's stuff like just making sure you have that opportunity to step out there type of thing. Not super stressed about it, but like I am definitely going to be once I'm my junior year is kind of shot right now. So it's like, I have to figure out, okay, like, how do I make up for it this summer? How do I make up for it for my senior year type of thing? So it's definitely kind of like in the back of my head, like, okay, once I get back from this injury, like I got to work hard because most people will not be looking at me my senior year. So, you know, when it's just, I'm feeling this right now, is it stress? Is it like, what's the the air feel like at school? Is there, is it like people are super focused? Do you feel like they're like, they are all like you're in the AP classes. So is it high pressure? Cause I didn't, that wasn't even, I mean, we just went into school and <laughs> applied to college. I mean, it wasn't like that, but is it like high intense? Do you get that feeling like where you are, there's so much pressure these days? I mean, I, my thing is I see these kids, I mean, in this, in the classes that I teach, like there's, they just, it's a hard time to be in this generation. It's like, you can't get a 4.0. It has to be a 4.5 or, you know, there's, it's never like Paige always says, it's never enough. It's always more. You always have to go more, more, more. And like, geez, like you'd have to, it's like the community service. Did you do enough? So what do you feel like? It's definitely like a lot of expectations. Like they want you to do out out of um, school curriculars and they want you to join clubs and stuff. But like at the same time, those are the two, like they usually take up the same amount of time. And like I do like IB and AP last year and like the testing even like you could never tell me like I I was diagnosed for anything like that um, dyslexia or anything, but compared to everybody else around me, like I am a slow reader and I, I don't know, like it's like, it's difficult to, take tests, big tests like that, knowing it's college-based and stuff. And then seeing also like those AP courses, like some of our honors classes are taken away. So you have to take IB or AP now as an honors student. So like we don't have an honors language and language anymore. Like we have to have not language, um, like a language arts, lit and lang type of thing. Like you don't have an option to be just plain honors. Like you have to either take the AP or the two-year IB course, which is what I'm in right now. And it is definitely a lot like IB, like is like you, we had like two or three presentations first week of school because it's like almost more of a hands-on learning. So they expect you to do like, oh, it's college-based. We're not going to have many grades. We're just going to have a lot of like hands-on presentations. So you get a presentation one day and then the next day you're giving that presentation. So you're just one day to research the next day to give the presentation and then an mm-hmm. essay on top of that, like the next day. So wow. it's definitely a lot, especially because they want you like, oh yeah, we want you to do as many out of school activities you can. All these like National Honor Society, which I did last year, but I could not keep up with those hours. Like as much as I was like, yeah, I love like that opportunity. Like it's going to look good on a college resume, but I, I can't keep up, you know? Right. So tell me about friends. Let's talk about your, your peers. I know you're have had uh, braided for your boyfriend for the last two years and he's amazing. And you guys are you just actually describe that relationship. And, you know, my daughters don't have boyfriends or have not. And when I watch your, your relationship with him, it's so mature 
And I've always told you that for the last eight weeks that we were connected. And you have these such strong values. And I want you to explain where the values come from and how you view a relationship as, you know, a high school, you know, you're, you and Braden, like describe that. So we actually just celebrated our two years yesterday. So that was exciting. Dating in freshman year, like obviously you can't drive. And my parents like, what even is dating if you can't drive and go on dates and everything? Like, what are you guys even doing? Just hanging out at each other's houses? I mean, it's true, but like our relationship kind of started like as friendships during COVID. Um, I lost a lot of connections to friends and other people that I had. Like I had feelings with this one guy and he kind of just completely cut me off like two months before COVID and everybody kind of just like went quiet during COVID. And so I was like, you know what? Like I never am this person, but like I kind of want to like add more people. So I went through and like on Snapchat and like I went through and I was like, okay, like I want to add people I know. Like I don't want to just be that person to add everybody. And like happens to be the next day we go see my cousins and he's my, one of my cousins grabs my phones and snaps Brayden. I didn't know, like I kind of knew who he was, but like, I didn't actually have a conversation with him yet. And obviously my bit mochi looks a lot different than my cousin does. Cause he's like in his twenties. I'm over here and like 14, I'm just like, okay, like I got to make sure these people know that I didn't just catfish them into like adding a girl. And so basically I snapped and was like, sorry, like that was my cousin. Like I didn't mean to and kind of just laughed it off. And we became like each other's kind of like escape from like whatever hardship we had just came out of. And he kind of had the same thing. Like a, he had connections with a lot of his friends and but his friends had totally different priorities than he did. And so he was kind of just like, not necessarily alone because they would just definitely be there for him. But it's like, he wanted to do other things than they did type of thing. And there was like a girl he had feelings for too. And that whole thing happened right before, like a little bit before COVID too. So he had to go through that. And we keep, just kind of became each other's like, like world outside of our like struggles, you know? So it was almost like, it was like you felt safe with that person, not necessarily immediately, but you had that connection, you know? And so since then, like we made sure like oh, throughout that summer, we made sure like, hey, like before we start dating, like we want to make sure that we actually see each other in person. We can hold a conversation. Don't want to just be like, oh yeah. And from that, like a lot of it developed into like a, like kind of like a patience. Like he was so patient with me. He had kind of had already had his first kiss. So like that whole experience is like, really he was waiting on me to be ready he waited on me for like most of the things like he was like okay you ready to go on like a date like if our parents were to meet like he kind of just kind of waited on me and I like I appreciated that because most guys like don't you know and so we did like decide like hey we're gonna save ourselves for marriage too like we we don't need to be doing all of that right now sinking behind our parents backs or anything like I guess just like a lot and it's stuff like there's a risk behind all that stuff too it's like we can have a relationship romantically without having to have like that deep of a like attachment to each other just to because I've seen like I had a friend she got like kind of into it with her boyfriend and they kind of like did it all the time and they lost themselves into that and it's just some sometimes like just watching that it's kind of like it's hard you know so I mean, we definitely talked about it, like, as a, like, adult conversation, like, we need to, like, we don't need to be doing that type of thing, so it's not just, like, yeah, let's just say no and never talk about it again, I guess, like, we know why type of thing, like, we know, like, yes, it's also a connection with, like, it's also a sin, but, like, 
it's still something that like you shouldn't do, you know, like that's right. a bigger part of it. So it's just like, yeah, <laughs> that's one of our big morals. So. Yeah. But where do you get your values? Talk about your family uh, and how your mom and dad and all that. Well, they kind of like, they definitely like used to be like kind of like lovey and stuff. And they would always kind of like, like my mom, I always remember her saying like, have you ever seen this couple like kiss in front of each other? Like they're a married couple, one of our family friends. And they're like, she's like, you need to like prioritize that. Like, like not necessarily the PDA part, because I cannot stand PDA. Never in a million years. But like, you have to know the other person so we communicate like crazy like it's like I want to make sure like I know like we kind of were in a rough spot recently with fighting and everything so like watching my my parents were as well like watching them definitely told me okay I need to take a step back as well like I definitely can see my like personality and how I argue and stuff through my parents and their issues so it's kind of like I take a step back and like okay what am I saying to him if I'd never wanted to hear it, you know, like kind of like golden rule type of thing. Like, I I don't know. Like I don't, I, sometimes I'm on both of my parents' sides. Sometimes like, I don't know, like one person's like bigger than the other. And I'm just like, okay, like this is what that person did. Right. Let me communicate that through my own relationship and keep like a good communication going. So, right. You know, when your mom and dad started the magic path, that was probably more of an evolution of growth with the two of them than it was with you and Wilson. Like it was, it was fun watching the two of you, but to see your mom and dad go from, this is going to be a divorce. And then it started, then I start every week, we'd get on a call and I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's getting better. And then I talk to you and you're like, there's no fighting, but we really, I mean, I feel like, do you see a difference? Oh, majorly. Like when we, they first started like arguing and stuff, like they went four months without like actually like talking, like they were even friends type of thing. And then to the point where they started like kind of working on it, but then they'd still fight. Like it'd be like, it would be back and forth, back and forth. Like it was just like, it was like, it almost was like you got regular to it to where you're listening to their arguments and you're kind of laughing because it kind of just sounds like, oh, well, you know. And so then like once they like, obviously once they start getting on the same page and realizing okay like my dad was stubborn to like kind of like to the idea of like okay it's internal but my mom was like she wanted to get help but like she didn't know how because when she's attacked she kind of just freaks out as well which is I definitely do that too so like I get it but once like my mom was able to like be more patient and my dad was able to be like okay like this is my, this is the issue and I'm facing it. Then they kind of like, they equaled out to each other and they kind of started, you could see that communication working while there were still kind of argument type conversations. It was more of like communication than it was like a, like a screaming kind of argument. So. Yeah. Oh, it was, I loved watching that. And I was like, at the beginning, I wasn't the marriage counselor, you know, I was just teaching mindset tools and just to see the love come, you know, learning. I always talk about loving yourself, you know, and I think your mom put post-it notes up that I love myself and to always say, because I was telling all of you, like, you got to love yourself, but you do. And I want to tell you that because I see it in you. I saw it from day one and I feel like you've learned how to, you know, if there was troubles with friends, you've learned to step outside of it 
and look at it from a higher perspective. And not many girls your age can do that. And tell me how you handle, because I have my two girls and we've had a lot of friend, like a lot of bully or whatever, mean girls or all that stuff. How do you handle? Why do I feel like, why am I giving you that compliment? (laughs) Tell me what you do, because you do have a really great way of handling that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just think like if things happen for a reason and if my, like, I don't want to equal, like say someone over here, like likes this type of thing. Like I don't have to like the same thing. I can be my own person and be okay. Like I know things happen for a reason. And I know also like I've always kind of lived by, I can't remember the exact verse, but there's a verse in the Bible that kind of says like anyone that feels secluded is usually the people who follow Christ with their morals as well. Like it's something like that, you know, and it's something like, okay, like I can take a step back and be like, okay, like I know I'm doing the right thing. So I don't need to equal someone else that I think is, oh, they're cool just because they're doing the wrong thing type of thing. And so like, I can easily take a step back. Like I've been hurt, obviously. Like I've, I've known what hurt was. I've known what feeling like alone was. And, but I still found someone through that and I can still find reason through that, like reason through small things that like, don't like affect me. You know, I'm just over here. Like, you know, like I can, like while I was in a hard time, like I still found Brayden. Why was that? Because like I made little decisions to make me like walk me to Brayden. And same thing with like any situation. Like if I feel by myself, like I can usually just be like, let me just go like, let me just listen to this song because it makes me feel happy because like that's something that I can, you know, like I don't have to let someone else affect my mood, you know? Right. But I know you're, that's amazing. You know how many, so I always talk about being the victim. And if you could learn how to not be the victim in in your teenage years, life will be amazing. Life can is going to be free. <laughs> you won't be holding yourself hostage as this victim. And when you take your, like you do, and just look, find your happy. I always say, turn a song on that makes you happy or, you know, go for a run, do go out in nature, do something to raise your vibration. Like I always explain that to my girls, like when you're at that high vibration and you have a different energy, like we even talked about that a lot. The other ones don't even, they don't match, right? So all of a sudden it's like, they just kind of disappear, but it's just not, it's, there's no struggle in it. That's life. And Ener- we're all energy. Like it's just a, you know, you're either a match or you're not. I always say like attracts like, right? Mm-hmm. Your energy with Braden match. So that's where that connects, right? That's that connection. So when you think of going through life, you have two years left of high school, you know, you have Brayden, you know, you're not going to do soccer right now because you're going to have surgery. What is your like intention? What is something like I always talk about in the class, like wake up in the morning and you got to have an intention. You got to have that intention every day because that's when you focus on your goals. You get your, your mind on the right thing. You have your your reticular activating system on and you're like, you're going to look at everything and it's going to, you're going to find the magic. But what's so important about you when you have that intention? To so you? it's, you say that too, because my, in IB Lane, we actually had to make a saying that was like, well, would you like, cause we were reading something called goats and soda. Like you wouldn't think that's something about like something, some worldwide issue type of thing. Like it's a blog about some worldwide issue. Like they're, they're, saying just has so much meaning behind it that you just have to break through through their like introduction you know and so like what I did was like brown eyes and sunsets because like I'm someone that like 
while I can like take a step back and like, okay, I can feel carefree, you know, like I can feel like it's not affecting me. Like I sometimes still need to feel that carefreeness, you know, like I want to be like, you know what, like it doesn't matter. But sometimes it is hard because like, you know, I watched Disney movies. I was never a Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars person. And people are like, I've only been on two amusement park rides and those are both Space Mountain. Like I've never been to Six Flags, stuff like that. Because like I didn't, like I was never, like it, those didn't matter, like weren't joys to me when I was a kid. And so when people like, oh my gosh, this, I have this celebrity crush. Like I'm not that person, you know, like, right. like love that you have that and like I almost feel like okay like sometimes I wish like I could feel what you're feeling just to relate but like sometimes like I just need like when I take that step step back I want to be carefree like I love working out and stuff like that obviously I can't like I can't necessarily go run a ton like as much as I would love to I always like I'm so bad at getting up in the morning and going for a run and stuff so like it's just like I want to feel like you know what like if I didn't get up for a run it doesn't matter. Don't get hard on myself. Like it's fine. Like I'll do it another day or like, I don't know, like something, something happens. I'm just like, okay, like it doesn't matter. Like sunset, like that's what I mean by sunsets. You're always like, wow, it's so pretty. Like you're in the moment, you're carefree. Like that's someone I want. And that's the energy. Like I want to put off, even if it's like a moment in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I need to have me time. Like I've never really had a good me time. And I feel like focusing on being carefree will lead me to that, like healthy me time without everybody else around me. So yes, for sure. Oh, I love that. So good. Being in the moment. That's all about, that's so important. I always say like, you know, we don't have yesterday's gone. Like I'd always tell your mom and dad, right? Yesterday's gone. That's not even, never bring that up. All we Mm -hmm. have is today. This is it. How are you going to make it? What are you going to do with it? Who are you going to give to? Like, even when I said, give five compliments a day. Like uh, your mom would be sending me back like, oh my gosh, I, it's making me so happy. I'm saying hi to the pretty, that I'm giving all these people compliments and it's making me so happy. I'm like, yeah, that's why you do it. Cause it's your, it's, that's not why you do it, but it raises your vibration. It makes you, you know, happy, the gratitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a whole week on gratitude and you had to think of all the things you're grateful for. Did you see that a difference in that shift? Did you see, I saw a difference in Wilson. Because he started shifting his mind from being sad or mad to, oh, I have to be grateful for my my new pool. But did you talk about gratitude and how you incorporate that in your life? So, like, I mean, I do see myself as a pretty grateful person. Like, yes, obviously, I kind of complain sometimes because, like, I mean, who doesn't? We're human, you know? Right. And it's like... I've always seen my, like, I've always been the person they give compliments and stuff. And I've always been that person, but to see, like, like to break down the true meaning behind it, like really gave it like a real purpose, you know, like I love giving people compliments. I love giving people like a hug that I see like every once in a while. And like, there's a girl, like I haven't seen that. I don't know, like, Oh, like consistently in like two years. And I see her all the time in the hallways right now. And I, I got a two years ago today and it was her. She looks totally different. And I saw her in the hallways like, look, you look so different. You look so good now. Sometimes somebody sat there laughing and everything. Mm. So I like, like prioritize that stuff. And I definitely always saw like the happiness behind that. And like, also like, I didn't necessarily get that back, but like, it doesn't matter because exactly. I'm giving it all. Right. So it's like, and it's like so for a while, like I was like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it, which is, I mean, selfish, but it's just like, I'm giving it so much. Like, why can't I get any? But it's like, but 
I'm that person for other people. Like it doesn't matter if I get it or not. So yes, I love that. Oh, nothing warms my heart. So when, when my girls I told them in like in first grade, they'd have to get, tell me the five people they gave compliments to in the car on the way home from school. And they're like, mom, no one says it back. I said, well, that's not why you're doing it. You're going to mm-hmm. give And so now it's just a muscle, you know, it's like they can't go anywhere without giving compliments. And it's, it's sincere. It's authentic. It's not, you know, a rehearsed thing where they have to check the box, you know, it's just, and I feel that's so important. And I feel like when I saw your mom light up and get that, wow, that does make a difference. When I do reach out to like someone I haven't talked to for so long or send a message or, you know, thank someone for making a difference in my life and just like ricochet, it's like a boomerang, you know, it's just that lift that, you know, even in a, in a family, you know, trying to give others, like having a, you, you and your brother, talk about that relationship because, you know, here, here he is a boy, loves his video games. He's a soccer player with him. You know, I was like, it was like, it wasn't pulling teeth because he he would just he's trying to get every week, you know, we're really working on it. And he was so sweet reading the, the four agreements. And we were talking about being impeccable with your word. And, you know, he but he was trying to understand that and he was getting it and how important it was to if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But talk about that and how like as a sister and as an older sister, now that you're at school together and you drive to school together, how do you feel that? as a responsibility as a sister? Like, what do you, how do you treat that? He's always been really quiet. And like, we used to argue like all the time. I like envy relationships with people that are like, with their siblings are so tight and everything. And I was like, I would try so hard. Then we'd argue like the next day and I'd be like, whatever, I can't stand you, you know? And so now like, now like he went kind of went quiet instead of those arguing moments. Like my parents would be like getting on to him about the Xbox and just sit there. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. Like, I'm not that person. He is like a totally different person than I am. So it was definitely like very hard to like connect with him. And especially because he had like a couple little crushes and everything. And like, I would try to talk to him about it. He immediately shut down. I was like, it's not humiliation. It's just something I can like actually connect with you on. So I'm sorry. Like, I used to talk about it all the time with him. And it's like, I wanted to like have that, like it was something to talk about about with him. So I was like, okay, I got to like talk to him. Like I want to know and all this different type of stuff. And he took it as me being nosy and pesty and, you know, and I was like, then I kind of like broke it down. I was like, look, I'm not doing this to go tell the world you have a little crush or go tell her you like her. I'm not trying to be the immature guy friend that you have that hangs around you all the time. Like I'm trying to be that person to connect with you. And he ended up telling me and it was like almost like a really sweet bonding moment. And like from there, like we always like laugh. Like he's someone, he's a jokester too. So like he's always making the room laugh too. But like I definitely see him like when it, when he gets up frustrated, like I've been going to a couple of his games because like I can actually make his games now and everything. Another thing like a break from soccer has given me and like, I can see him get frustrated and like, I kind of just tell him it's okay. Like you're good. Like don't worry about it. Especially because I mean, my dad played soccer, but his coaching and his communication through like coaching and everything is not the best. And I've kind of <laughs> realized I kind of helped him through that. I was like, it's okay, like, not to like. You just have to respect him. You don't necessarily have to like what he's saying. You don't have to. If you know what's right on the field, do it. Like, and I can break it down for you, and I can help you. And, like, we've kind of had conversations about that. So it's, like, little things, especially with ROTC, like, like with the creed, like he's actually into it. Like he's actually like it's been his dream, yes, for sure, to be go to West Point and everything. But I like guess actually like 
him coming to me as a mentor, like when I'm sitting there, like encouraging him, like you can see him brighten up. And I don't know, like I've maybe he won't talk to me and ask for that help because I mean, he is a guy, like it's a guy thing. They will not ask for help. But the moment I do like encourage him, he got pulled to the front for physical training, which is like, you have to do, lead the formation. And he was leading it. And he, I, like Keen, who's first sergeant, um, one of our instructors, he was like, pull Bora out. And I was like, okay, because they call us better last. And he's like, will Wilson do it? He came up to me and said, hey, yeah. I didn't tell him no, because I knew Wilson was going to be uncomfortable, but like not yeah. to the point going to be upset. So he came out and I was like, okay, you did Raiders. You've been doing this for a little bit. You've got it. He's like, Ew, why'd you do that? I said, you've got it. Like you've been doing it all week. And he took charge immediately. He was sitting there like freaking out. And then the more I was like, you got it. And then kind of walked him through it. Like he got more and more, like I started telling him stuff. He's already saying it's like, Oh, okay. You got it. <laughs> like oh, I said, you- cute. So- oh, I love that. No, I just think I can just see your relationship even over the summer blossom. And then when you ended up going to camp and I together and I could just see his desire he always had that desire to be closer to you and to be kinder and all that. And I just saw the transition and it was so, so fun to watch that. On another note, let's talk about like, what do you think is the biggest social pressure of teenagers? Like, what do you think? Paige has never been to a party. She would never, you know, drink or anything like all that stuff. Vaping, I know is now very popular, but I know social media is a big deal. Like, what is your take on if you were going to say, oh, Ashley, that this is what's going on and this is what is the hardest part of being a teenager is right now. I feel like everyone wants to feel like connected and heard. Definitely like you could act and put up a face, but like technically, yes, you're going to be heard, but you're still not going to have that sensation of being like understood, you know? And that's something like most people, like I struggle with it, but it's something that you have to get past to. Sometimes most people won't understand unless you communicate correctly. You know, you have to, even if you don't get under, like understood the way you want to, like it's still, you have the next day, like you have, you have other, you make it, you make your way. It's not necessarily, you have to worry about everybody else around you. It's definitely like, I want to say like stereotypes people put on you. Like it's definitely a fun, like when I listen to my mom, she just doesn't believe that like most things that are cool are just throwing your body around at people and like saying, oh, she's so cool. Like my mom's like, if someone did that at our, my school, like they're seen as trash and they're not now. Like, it's just like, there is just seen as like, oh, it's a thing. It's almost like humiliating to still be like a virgin as much as it sucks to say, you know? And so it's something like they have the, you, you have, there's so much stuff that you, everyone wants to see you to like, it's the immaturity that you want to be in, I guess, is the like innocence. Of, what do you mean? Immaturity meaning more on the innocence? Yeah. No, like they want you to be immature, to be cool. Oh. Like they want you to not like really, they want you just to go party. They want you to go. Like you're kind of, you're made fun of when you're like a have value. Sometimes you put off this side, like, oh, she's no fun. But really like, this is high school. Like I get it. You're having your high school experience. But what are these people going to mean? Like when you're, when a girl's boy crazy, like what is this going to mean when you're out of high school? Like, it doesn't matter. Like what stories are you going to tell people? Oh yeah, I was 
the girl that got passed around at school like that. No, I don't want to be that person. Most people like, and I, I mean, I'm fine with not being that person, but some people are just like, they look on TikTok and like, oh, I need to do this and this to be cool. And then I need to be this and this to be heard and be understood and actually be accepted. And it's just like, you don't. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's hard to watch, but it's at the same time, like it's something that's now a a norm and most people don't understand. So it's something hard. Have you lost yeah. friends that have been, have gone down that road? Yeah. I used to be like best friends with this one girl. And like, I used to like love her relationship and I would never talk like behind her back or anything. And we kind of fell off, which is fine. Like I understand relationships fall off, but it was almost like there's that she went to a group that was like, I could tell like sometimes she was like putting on that, like awkwardly different face around you know because she wanted just to be accepted after she used to say oh I don't care about that popularity contest which she does now you can kind of tell you know right so that happened to page two yeah I get it so it's like it's hard to watch a friend have that happen but it's also like you have to think okay I found that person before and if they need to come back in my life once they grow up like okay they'll come back I don't need to go down to their level just because they hurt me, you know? So it's like, there's a few people that, I mean, do that obviously, but it's still like, you can tell people's like idea of fun and idea of like what is cool. And like, like I'm not someone that has a celebrity crush and people are like, my gosh, I love this guy. Like, he's so awesome. Like, I love him. He's so cute. I'm just like, he's just a person like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess. The same as you. Yeah. I yeah. get it. But, you know, like, do you think social media plays a big part of that? Is that a big. I mean, I feel like it just depends on perspective. It just it depends on, like, how you feel in your own skin. Because I can look at someone like, wow, I really like her, like, vibe that she puts off. Like, I want to do that same vibe. Not saying I want to be her. Like, it's not something like I actually do enjoy watching tiktok because if i'm on like the right side of tiktok like it's funny it's like it's cool to watch it's cool to like see like people like okay they talk about their stories and stuff and it's almost like okay like most people are just like oh it's everybody in their social media social media creates so much like insecurities and everything and like yes it can't it can but it depends on like how you how much you you know so it's not necessarily and it's our world now like if you try to take my parents were like, yeah, we're going to put our phones up as soon as we get in the house. And I'm just like, if someone tried to text me for answers, if I needed help and I have my phone taken, like, I can't, like, it's not like I can't live without it. It's just like, that's my connection. Like I'd be in my, I could be in my bubble without a phone right now. Right. No, I get it. And you know, it's, I think as parents, we have to, I've had to really come to a place of technology as part of their life. Like it wasn't ours. So it's, it's a foreign thing. We've, we're thinking, you know, it's distracting. It's, t- you know, they're focused too much on that. It's taking away from, you know, what, you know, school or homework, but I get it and I'm getting better at it. But I, when it's used in the right way, I think it's great. But if, when parents don't, when I see things on Instagram and I don't know if these girls realize or boys realize that it's permanent and it's going to, it could ruin their college career. You know, that's when I think, huh, what, where are these moms and dads, you know, are they monitoring that? You know, that's when I, but you know, to each his own, 
you know, we're all on our own journey, right? (laughs) Okay. So if you had to give your someone advice, like someone was going to start high school, like not that you're going to give Wilson advice, you're going to give somebody new to the school advice. What's your like, what's important to you? What would you say is like your value? Like what's, what would be your advice? I mean, I've always stuck with everything happens for a reason, but like, that's pretty broad. But like my school individually, like it's, it's very like secluded, like there's groups. Like before, if you came in as a new kid, like you're judged before you're even like accepted. And sometimes that acceptance is fake to figure out, Oh, what do, what can I talk about her about to put her down? And that's, and I would kind of just say like, you don't have to worry about other people. Like you can have a world outside of people around you because yes things happen for a reason you'll meet people that need to be in your life and you will lose people that don't need to be in your life every relationship and everything you will do is a two-way road like no road is one way like you're gonna have like any relationship you have should be going both ways it shouldn't be just one and then a road clock and the other like that doesn't work there's so much traffic then you know so it's stuff like like that's that's stuff like I always like I mean I am that advice person for advice person for most people you know Mm -hmm. so it's like like having that also like watching people like okay like I definitely see how this is affecting someone like yes worry about how it affects people but don't worry too much where you're a people pleaser because I can definitely be that person like it's it used to be so hard for me to say no like I'd be at middle school and I gave one of my friends a piece of gum my teacher like what are you handing out and I said gum and she put her hand out so I went and gave her a piece of gum and my whole class was asking for gum after that and I did not say no because it was one of those big Mentos box and you couldn't you knew that it, that thing was full so I couldn't say no but like to an extent like yes it's not a piece of gum all the time but you don't have to be like oh let me put a fake face on so I can be a better me in their eyes like feel good in your own skin like do the things that you enjoy like usually people are just like like I, I don't want to break up with them because like I feel attached and like but they're not making me happy and like I can't find happiness I'm like well then go do things that little you used to enjoy do things that you know you used to enjoy listen to things you used to enjoy to bring up your confidence and to bring up like everything around you. Like it's what you enjoy first before everybody else. So. Yes. I just had an interview with my girls uh, yesterday and Paige basically just said exactly that. That is so cute. I love it. And that is probably why when I first met you, you reminded me because you had the same values and as Paige and, you know, it's, it's uh, when I heard stories of school and friends and I could so relate to your life because of what I'd experienced with Paige. But we're coming to the end. And I just it was so fun. I know we talked about this at the beginning. And now here we are having our fun little interview before you have surgery on your yeah. foot. I mean, um, as far as I was going to say, I'm going to have the funniest video of me being high. I know that's going <laughs> to say, but that's the one thing like I'm looking forward. I'm going to get a scooter and I have everybody put their own individual sticker on it. I want to make this fun. Like, you should. <laughs> I will definitely have to send you the video of me like going crazy. I'm hoping I'm not, I'm, I told everybody else I would totally go live, but I do not trust myself what I'm going to say. Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Good luck with the surgery. I loved meeting your family that had the fun summer, all of you and watching the evolution and the growth and the connection that you all have. And just the awareness now, I think 
is like the cloud that permeates throughout your house. I feel like there's just that, an awareness of the, the tools that you learned. And, you know, I think, you know, what would you say was your biggest takeaway from the eight weeks? Let's end on that. I say that like everything you do has some sort of influence on people around you. Like you can be like, yes, you're having a bad day and you expect people to understand you're having a bad day, but people won't. So you always have to be like, okay, like, I don't know, like you have to feel, you have to manage yourself with that self-control be like, hey, like I can't affect someone else off of my like feelings, you know, like I need to channel that within myself and figure out, okay, things happen, like good things have happened throughout the day. Like this one thing shouldn't ruin everything type of thing. And like something like I, that's something I used to struggle with, like not necessarily holding a grudge. Like I would never hold a grudge. Like I've told myself, like I don't quit and I don't hold a grudge. Like those are things that I will never do. But like at the same time, like I would get kind of bummed out and I'd be like, okay, like I would get myself out of these moods, but like it'd take a second, you know? And so it's almost like, okay, how about we find reasons to get out of that mood? And like, it definitely helped me and you could see it through my parents too, like that my mom was a homework person. I definitely was not. And she at first was like, do the homework, do the homework. But then she was like, you know what? That's not her experience. Right. Like let her have her own experience and let her grow how she wants to and how she needs to. And you could see that through all of my family. So I definitely think like just being open and, and like, kind of like, like, yes, life is kind of like a, kind of fake in a way you know like everything you have everything affects you in some way but like at the same time like you you can choose like you know what like I don't care you know right so like learning not like I with your mom and you know teach you know like it can be traffic say you know like someone's cutting you off instead just go oh okay but I feel like that that little trigger that used to trigger anybody in there in that family that was diminished. Don't you feel that way? Yeah. If not diminished and, and said patience was put over it, like you breathe before you let it all out, you know? Right. And I think like, you know, you do as your parents do, not what they say. And I feel like your mom was at the place where she's like, I need to be the person that I want my children to be. And I think that was the shift that kind of the light bulb that came on when she was like, I need to be the person that I want, you know, Ava to be as in a, you know, in a relationship one day when she's married. I don't want her to, you know, be triggered and, you know, fast, quick, not patient. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Anyway, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for everything you've done for us too. It's oh. definitely a good change. So good. I'm so glad I loved it. And I'm excited to watch your journey and see where you go and get your foot healed and get back to soccer if you want. Enjoy your 11th grade year and have fun going to the football games and watching Brayden and just enjoying being 16. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, 
please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.